Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Fenway Park. Mark Fidrich. Now, each time he gets the ball back, you'll see him mumble a couple of words to the ball. The first man ever to pitch five career no-hitters. Catch him all, Joe! I don't believe what I just saw! Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Now, ladies and gentlemen... Boys and girls, we invite you to rise. We invite you to rise. Hey fans, my name's Tom Hannon, and I want to welcome you to The Daily Rewind, and we bring you voices from baseball's past. And today we have an extra special treat. I am bringing you an interview conducted by Eugene Murdoch on May 13th, 1974, when he interviewed Hall of Famer Stan Kowalinski. Murdoch, between 1973 and 1987, interviewed 76 former baseball players in 22 states. Most had been active in the 1930s. Murdoch was chairman of the history department of Marietta College from 1972 until his retirement in 1986. The interviews were not professionally recorded, and the audio quality is pretty variable. So you just need to bear with us through this. There might be a few rough spots, but I guarantee you it's worth the listen. Now, you can listen to his uh, complete collection because I'm going to do this uh, in bits and pieces at the Cleveland Library Digital Gallery, uh, and there is a link in the show notes for you to check that out. Uh, this is also, according to all the documents, not a copyrighted material, but I want to give him credit for the interview and let you know where to find it so you can download them and enjoy them however you would like. Now, here's a brief description of Kovalinsky uh, before uh, Eugene gets into the interview. Kovalinsky, using a fluttering spitball that dove sharply and broke inside on lefties and righties, helped two unlikely teams to the World Series. He won three games in the 1920 World Series, the first championship for Cleveland, and in 1925, he helped the Washington Senators to the World Series in his first year with the club, winning 20 games. He consistently topped 275 innings, and he was a valuable pitcher well into his mid-30s. Kovalinski learned the spitter while in the minors in 1913 through 1915, earning a permanent spot in the big leagues in 1916 when the Indians bought out his contract. He was a longtime resident of South Bend, Indiana. A longtime resident of South Bend, Indiana, the ball field in that college town bears his name. He was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1969. Now, you might want to buckle in for this interview. It's about two hours long, but there's a ton of great stuff in it. So, enjoy. House and uh, Mrs. Haynes was that's there. Was good. And she had some real good stories. Oh, yeah. Is he so, the uh, woman that limps? They, uh, they added to it. Okay, now uh, would you tell me just uh, how you happened to break into baseball and where, when and where, well, what it was like? I worked in the mine. I started, I started working the mines when I was 12 years old. In Shemokin? Yeah. And where is Shemokin? And is it near Pittsburgh? Or? It's between Harrisburg and Scranton. I see. Huh? 
So, <clears throat> I, I picked cold air. I had a, had a handkerchief over my mouth. My wife talked about chewing. We had to chew the baggie because the dust was so thick in here. These big screens separate this coal, and not, it was all dry stuff. And you can imagine that dust from the from down that terrain. That that's when I first started chewing the back up with a handkerchief or a mouth from six o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night. That's how long it worked. You know what salary I got? Three dollars and seventy-five cents a week. Could you join the union or? No, you we had no you? union that time. <coughs> it was just, the union was just starting to build up. Yeah. Well, from picking slate, well, I, I got a job driving a mule on the, on the, on the column bank, see? Well, I was there about a year or two. Then they gave me a job driving four mules, <laughs> hauling timber up in the mountains, and we have to saw it and drop it down these, these holes in the miners, see? Well, that's why I started to throw rocks. See. I'd see a bird or whatever I seen around, I'd pick up a rock and see what I yeah. see what would hit it. Did you? Well, once in a while <laughs> I did. Well, I got a habit of doing that, see. In my off times at home, I'd pick a lot of stones up in a can and tie a can on a tree someplace and see how many times I could knock it off. And I could hit it pretty well. Okay. And that's, that's what I think I got my control. So, I was throwing these rocks one time, he's a school teacher, he on the school over there. He passed here every day. And he watched me throwing rocks and knocking these cans off these stumps, see? He said, Kobe, he said, how about pitching for us? That was Springfield, that was across from where I live, see? I said, okay. So I pitched five games of ball that fall. I won all five. What, do you remember what year this would be? I was in 1907-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1908-1
So we went to Lancaster, or, yeah, we went to Lancaster. When I come down and I eat in the hotel, I was so shy. I used to walk out and go inside and eat hot dogs someplace. Ain't that terrible? He was so shy. Well, that's how bad I was. <laughs> well, the season started, and a lot of these fellows there, only quite a few good ball players there. There was Roach, and Jack Deal, Fitzpatrick, and John. They all went to the big league the next that fall and we did So I pitched. He, at first he said, what do you want this kid for? I said, I called Marty Horgan and said, I said, we'll just carry him on. In the first week of the season, I was in four ball game, win the four ball game for him. I won 31 ball games and lose, lose 11. That was 19. 19 Let me write that down here. 31-11. Okay. Pitch any no-hitters? No, I never had it. No, I never looked for no-hitters. Yeah. You got that on, on there? Yeah. 19-9 it was. 31-9. Okay. Well, 19-9 and Connie Mack picked me up in 19-12. How about 19-10-11? 1910 level, I was still with Lancaster. I see. Yeah. In 1912, Clay Mack picked me up. How'd you do in those two years? Well... You remember? 10-11? Well, yeah. well, I was winning, winner all the time, but I couldn't go back and tell you that, uh -huh. how many games I won. I wonder uh, why... Uh, did he know about you before 1912? Was that those good records? I mean, Mack? Yeah. Well, he had scouts over there, see, watching. Because Lancaster had been in far from Philadelphia, yeah. see. Uh, so he... So he picked me up, and uh, in the fall of the year, had me and Joe Bush. We picked Joe Bush at the same time. See? Was he with the same team? Yeah. He with you? Yeah. Well, he joined me at the same time, the fall of 1912. See? Uh -huh. So he pitched me. First game he pitched me. He pitched me again in Detroit, in Detroit. And I beat him three to nothing. I shut him out, getting three hits. Was Cobb in that game? Cobb, did you get Cobb, him out? Beach, Crawford. Did you get Cobb out, uh, all right? Do you remember? Well, I never had any trouble with Cobb. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> no. In fact, I never had any trouble with good hitters. The ones that didn't get in trouble with bad hitters. Oh, there Because right? I eased up on them. Oh, I see. A good hitter, I worked for it. Uh -huh. And the reason of that, I never threw many balls at anybody. I made them hit every ball. My control, I said, why should I waste a ball? I got to pitch the next ball in there. With the stuff I had, I didn't have to. Yeah. Well, I pitched many a time. I pitched three, four, five balls and retired aside many times yeah, because right. they were told not to wait me on. It's nearly waiting me out the ball because I got good, too good a control. Throwing those rocks at the cans. <laughs> that's how I give. I think that's what started me out. Yeah. I think that's what started because I noticed. When I throw it at a can, you look at the can, I make my arm, I arm just, just like shooting a shotgun, see. I used to aim my, just the way I'd shoot out of a, I aim my arm at, yeah. at this can. I think that's a give me the control. Where did the spitball start? Well, when Connie Mack left me go, you see, I went to Spokane, Washington. No. Yeah, I went to Spokane, Washington for two years. I didn't use a spit ball. So I was 13 and 14? Uh, 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. Why did he let you go? Beat Detroit? Because, and... 
Why? He had a pretty good staff. You know who he had? Eddie Plank. He had Eddie Plank, Chief Bender, Jack Coombs, Joe Bush. He had them. I didn't have much of a chance in that. Well, anyhow, from Spokane, I went to Portland. For 1915? Early 1915. While I was in Portland, I just said to my well, I got to get more stuff. I heard Phil talk about a speed bomb, but I didn't know what it was, see? I didn't know how to throw it. So I chewed back at that thing. I put a chunk of tobacco in and wet my finger and throw it, but it couldn't. tobacco was sticky, see? Well, who was with Portland then was Joe McGinley. Oh, yeah. And uh, Harry Krause and some. They come over to me and we got talking and he said, you can't throw a spin ball with tobacco. I said, when did you get out of them? Oh. I said, what is that? <laughs> I said, I don't know what that means. He said, you go into the drugstore and he says, it comes in the bark and he says, you cut just a little chunk off and put it in your mouth and guess, you'll get the juice out. And then I start to see it. And I started slow and I could do it. Then I found out <coughs> when I was practicing this spin ball, I always pitched against the wind because that wind helped to break it down. That gives me a lot of confidence in the sea. And from there on, I... What if the wind was blowing the other way? Huh? Well, then I had to take it. It would break all that, but it wouldn't break yeah. as good. Yeah. So we're pitching against the wind. You know? That's the first thing I look. When we come to walk, I'll always watch what we're doing. <laughs> Of course, they have the uh, big grandstand behind home plate. It kind of shields the wind. You wouldn't have much chance the wind blowing. Well, uh, out down at the coast there, there, they only have yeah. one story. Only one story. Well, from there we were in the fall of the year. 1915. 1915, the fall of the year. We were winding up in Los Angeles. And uh, the American League and National League always play an exhibition game in San Francisco, see. So they asked, the American League asked about a fellow, said, we need a pitcher, who is the good pitcher out here? He said, we'll get Kovaleski, he looks like the best. So they phoned me to Los Angeles, or if I'd come up and pitch for him. I said, of course I'll come up and pitch for you, because I'm going to Los Angeles, or San Francisco anyhow, because the World's Fair was on, see, it was after the season. I said, well, here's where I'm going to make my expense anyhow. Well, we started the game, Oscar Stanley's catched me. Well, after a park, fat ball, slow ball, he gave me a spitter. I threw a spitter. He hit his glove in the end, and he walked out to me, and he said, be careful. I said, what's the matter? I missed the sign? He said, no. So from that time on, every ball club in American National League wanted me. And you know, there was all the different kind of ball players there. When they seen what I had, now they couldn't even hit it. <laughs> That's how good it was. Who was Stanage with? Which team then? Brook Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, he was Detroit. Yeah. But how'd Cleveland get you then? Well, Cleveland owned Portland. Ah. Yeah. So Cleveland. Did this fellow McReady run Portland? McGreevy. Yeah. Did, yeah. did he have anything to do with the Cleveland connection? Did he well, he had a, a contract between both of them. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. I was, well, then, 
anyhow, we're in New Orleans, young with Cleveland, and our, we're playing New York, I believe. And uh, we were in our ball club in shape, and the, the New Orleans ball club was the ones supposed to play them, see? And the Jack Dobbs, the Jake Dobbs, he needed a pitch. He came on and asked Lee Ford. He said, Lee, he said, how about loaning the Kovaleski today? So Lee asked, I said, sure. I'll go on pitch. And here's what I thought, well, here's what I'm going to be left in the morning. <laughs> well, I went in there for five minutes, thinking that we hit the ball out of the infield. So Lee walked over and said, that's enough for him. <laughs> so Johnny Dobbs, the way this dope story that I heard, see, so Johnny Dobbs said, you leave Kovaleski here, I'll make a good pitcher of him. He said, he pulled him out, he's a good pitcher of me. <laughs> he was a New Orleans uh, Johnny Dobbs, he manager? Or? He managed. New Orleans, yeah. yeah. How was your last year? How was your year in Portland there, 1915? How'd you do there? Do you oh, remember? listen, we I must have been in about seven or eighty ball clubs. I only win 17, but I must have been in 80 ball clubs. But I don't know how many I win for Big and Bottom and Lush and, <laughs> and three pitchers there to go about four or five innings oh, and they're done, see? So they take them on for me. Did your arm get tired? Huh? Did you get tired? Oh, I don't know. I never seen him get tired. Rubber arm. I, I, I never had a sore arm. Yeah. And I never, all I ever got was two days rest in the American League. Yeah. That's all I wanted because if I had two, three or four days, I'm too wild. I go out there, I'm too fast, see. I'm getting, uh, trying to throw it by them. Or other words, I you know, just throw half the balls. Why, why should I throw six, six, nine balls of a batter and I can throw two or three? Well, that's how I save myself all the time. I interviewed Lee Roy Parmalee yesterday. He had just the reverse. He couldn't get the ball over the plate. And that was why his career was so short. He could throw hard, I guess. And at that time, listen, you had to get that ball over because everybody choked up. Yeah. You take the right, he's standing, take a fellow with control today. He had been make a best pitcher in the world. Mm -hmm. He has control. Where them fellows are stand back there in the end of the bats. How many spitball pitchers were there in the American League? Well, Very many. Me. Carl Mays. No, Mayo wasn't. Mays, I think. Carl Mays. There was about five, I guess. Uh -huh. the what did you think when they abolished the? Of course, it didn't affect you. No, but, it wouldn't affect me. But what did you think? What did you people that threw the spitball? What did you think about that? Was well, that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't see why they ever took it out. That's what I say. The Ruth, and Ruth had a hit it in all that stuff. See? Yeah. A black ball, spitball, every ball, knuckle ball, shine ball. He had it. Then still, we keep a ball in there for maybe two or three innings before yeah. they take it out. Did you like to use a, a ball that was pretty well worn? Is that easier to... It didn't make any difference, no. It didn't make any difference. What I used to watch, if I got a ball and there's a scratch on it, you could make that ball sail any way you want to make it sail. <laughs> now, today, I see the, the minute they look at the ball, they throw it out. What's a black ball? Huh? What's a black ball? <laughs> A lot of licorice and tobacco juice in your hand. Oh, I know. I just wondered. 
Big black and mother style. Big black and mother. The emery balls where you had a little piece of sandpaper in your glove, is yeah, that right? Yeah, it happened in the belt. Oh. Just scratch it. There's always a shine ball. The shine ball is filled the seams with paracene, see, and a little dirt on there. And just shine the other part up. Off balance the ball, see. And if you know how a ball is off balance, you can make a curve any way you want to make a curve. Just like I said, you see a, a scratch on the ball, you can make that ball go any way you want to make it. Mm. Seems funny, but you can yeah. do it. Tricks and trades. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, did your catchers have much trouble catching your spinner? Yeah. Any of your catchers? Or it's a hard pitch well, to catch. I seen, in that one I seen Stephen Hill one time in Washington. Sam Rice gets up and gets a triple off me, first man. So I strike the next three men out, and Stephen Hill never held the ball in his hand. I hit him all over. Second ends, the first fellow gets up and gets a double off me. I strike the next two out, and the other fellow popped up. And then this speaker came in, and he said, hell, he said, if you can't catch him, he says, I'll put somebody else in there, catch him. And that's how good I was that day. If I, had, if I had to put the speed on everything, I could pick that ball anyway on it. How often did you throw the spitter? Not very often, but you always look for it. Yeah, that was part of the if, value if, of it. If you're looking for a spitball and you're throwing fat water balls, you got them all balanced. Yeah. What would the spitball do that made it so hard to hit? It would, or was it the fact that... It, the, it, it, listen, spitball is no different than a knuckleball. Now, you've seen what a knuckleball you know a good knuckleball you can't catch. Yeah. It's the same way in speedball. I reverse the ball, see. Right? When I let go, you, if I throw a ball, it'll naturally go out this way. I throw a ball, I held it back with my thumb, and it went off its way. It just reversed. Did you have, did anybody teach you the fine art of pitching, or as you came up, did, like Connie Mack, would he give you a few tips or no, something? No, I pitchers? had four brothers, all ball players. Harry, he was a big boy. Frank, he joined the Union League in Philadelphia. He was a pitcher, too, but he got rheumatism went out. John, he was tried out with Philadelphia and he was with Lancaster. And Jake, the oldest brother, well, he was a pitcher, too. I didn't know much about him because, you know, I was too young then. But there's no one that never asked me or never told me how to do this, how to do that. I picked myself. There were five brothers? Yeah. Five of you. Yeah. What did uh, your parents think about this? Did they like to have you play ball? Or did well, they, they, <laughs> we used to get hell because we tear too many shoes. <laughs> tear too many shoes? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there wasn't much money at that time. They couldn't afford buying shoes all the time. When did, you, did your parents marry here? Or did they come from? No, they married. Where did they come from? And when? Poland. When did they come over, you remember? No, I couldn't. That's who formed back. Uh, I mean. But they were married before they came here. Yeah. Were all you boys born here? All born all born the fiddler. One little bit of a patch outside of smoke and a dozen of them. What did you call it? The fiddler? Luke Fiddler. Luke Fiddler. That's the name of the there was only about twelve homes there. There was, was a, a breaker, breaker, a breaker there. there, see? A coal mine breaker there. That was the fiddler, then they call this patch the fiddler. Is that how your parents happened to settle there? Because of the coal mines? I think so, yeah. I thought that was largely Irish. Weren't there a lot of Irish there? Well, the Irish is up in uh, Locust Gap. 
That's a real fucker. <laughs> were there many? That, that was all Irish. Were there many Polish people in your community? Oh yeah, quite a few. Were you from this area at all? From Schmokin. You? Were you? Yes. Oh, you two met in Schmokin? Yes. Or? Oh, I yes. see. You're Polish, right? Yes. Oh, I see. Did you, uh, you were rather uh, unusual being a Polish person playing big league ball, or there weren't too many at this time? Well, I don't know. Did anybody make remarks about this at all? No. There were a few Polish fellows there, Simmons and... Oh, yeah. I don't but he changed two other fellows there. Yeah, Szymanski, he was. Yeah, Szymanski. Joe Bolinski. Joe Bolinski, he was. Joe Bolinski, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, who managed, uh, Lee Fole managed when you came up at Cleveland? Yeah. Oh, was, what kind of manager was Lee Fole to play well, I for? I think it was a smart manager. I think it was a good manager. But then they got Speaker to come over from Boston, and Speaker took him the next year, see. How was Tris as a manager? Well, like all the rest, they got a good ball club. You're going to win. If you ain't got a good ball club, you're going to lose. Isn't it kind of hard for a center fielder to manage the club? <laughs> oh, no. He asked for help, like, you know, sitting on the bench. Mm -hmm. Something that come up that he couldn't figure out about it. He asked for help, mm -hmm. what he should do, what he shouldn't do. He was a good man to work for, though, a really good man to work for. Was that a pretty closely knit team there in 1920? You're pretty, is pretty good spirit in the players. Oh, yeah, well, a good spirit. Yeah. Everybody was. They were in there to win. How about the Ray Chapman incident? Were you at that game? When I, pitched was... that, I pitched that game. He was killed in, in New York, yeah. You pitched that He was killed in New York, you know. Yeah, I know. No, I pitched that ball game. How did that incident, how did it, you, what did you think happened then? Well, we just stopped it like some you know, other people get hit and knocked out and make nothing of it, see? But they took him out in a stretch and all, and the next morning at 5 o'clock, they were already in time. Well, it was a feeling towards Mays. Well, it's... Of course, they didn't like him anyhow, but well, after that was... I don't some... say much about Mays. You don't like him, huh? I don't think he was well, very I'll popular. You, I'll tell you, he was a hard man to hit him, and I'll tell you why. He had done good fastball and a good curve and both underhanded. And you didn't know which way it was going to break. See. I, don't, I don't think he tried to hit him, but I know at that time, we'd see a fella getting up too close that thing, we'd fire under his chin. Get him out of there. Under his chin? Well, get close to him, anyhow, see. Yeah, but you, you had good control, though. Some of those people didn't. <laughs> like Parmalee. Parmalee actually said he had five people in the head in his career, so he couldn't pitch after that because it unnerved him so. But I don't believe I hit a dozen people all the time I was in baseball. Well, uh, Roger Peckinpah played second base for the Yankees that day, and he says he saw that pitch, uh, the underhand pitch, yeah. come in and up, and he says it was right over the plate. And Chappie apparently uh, leaned well, over the plate. You're looking and for a curveball. He must have just frozen. That doesn't good happen, see. That's too bad. There's nobody going in there and say, well, I'm going to kill you or I'll hit you or anything. But they will try to chase you away from there. You know, they got too close. But uh, maybe it might get away from you and you're trying to chase them away. Well, Could it do that? Could get away from them, too. <laughs> should they have been wearing helmets? No. You don't think they should wear helmets? 
Oh, I think no. I think well, I thought you said well, no. Should, maybe they should have been. Maybe they should have. Well, they had him on me. But I think he was one of the greatest players you ever seen. Fast. I seen him in Cleveland one time. What do you mean now? Chapman. Yeah. I seen him in Cleveland. They run a race there. They had a lot of these racers, you know. And I asked, we asked Chapman to go in the race, see? I knew, ah, come on, they coax him. And Chapman was out here with spikes and everything. And these fellas don't have spikes. And I don't know how far he beat every one of them. He's really fast. Yeah, he was fast. And a pretty good hitter. Like fair hitter, yeah. And a good fielder. Yeah. Well, he was a good ball, a good arm, and everything else. Yeah. Well, didn't that pretty well upset the team? I mean, here you're leading well, the league, you fight for a pennant, well, and you lose your start. With the pennant? Sure well, then he talked about Joe Sewell and John yeah. South, and he finally got Joe. But Joe wasn't near the ball player. Uh -huh. Joe had a lot of errors, but they didn't mark him up to him. Oh? Uh, yeah. How do you mean now? Uh, well, the ball hit to him, they either gave it a hit or an error, see. Wonder why. Some friends in the press box. Being a young fellow, and we didn't want to discourage him. Well, I, I see. Well, that, that was up. That was up to the when he first came up. Yeah, when he first came yeah, up. I, I talked to Luke Sewell. I interviewed him. Did you Luke? know Luke pretty well? Luke. Luke. Oh yeah. Luke uh, Sewell. We we got a card from him. I think we yeah we did on Chris, at Christmas yeah. time. He's in Akron. Yeah, he's over here in Ohio somewhere. Akron. I just talked to him about a month or so ago. He told about uh, coming up there. He missed the World Series, of course, in Scanton 21. But uh, he was, uh, he had a lot of good stories to tell. So uh, tell me about your brother, Harry. Well, I can't tell you nothing if you ask him a question. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know enough to ask a question. He was a pretty good pitcher, wasn't he? Well, he, was, he was older. He was one of the Phillies. Yeah, with Philly, and then with the Detroit. Yeah, well, tell me, he won three games in the World Series, didn't he? Oh, he won three games in the... Oh, yeah. Well, Philly, he beat Chris and Nancy. Yeah. yeah. And it's the only three games that Philadelphia beat New York all that year. Is that right? Yeah. That's the way I understand. He says, the only three games that Philadelphia beat them all that year. Uh -huh. Now, he was through in the big league before you came up, is that oh, right? Oh, yeah. He, uh, did he, he give you he, any? He, in 1909, he went to Philadelphia. Detroit? Philadelphia. Or, yeah, Philadelphia. Philly. That's when he beat New York in 1909. I thought it was 1908. Wow. Okay. No, 1908, 1908, I would think. Well, uh. It might have been 19, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it was 
I went in there and beat him. You know what Tito said? He laid down. He wanted me to win. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. There's a lot of people that thought people that. that. He laid down and he wanted me to win. This way, these boys beat me. That was the first game with And they beat me again. Three and two, 12 wins, I think. Now, if Harry was in there, I know they, because Cleveland always beat Harry, see? always hit him. I wouldn't have gotten no credit for it anyhow. <laughs> what was his best pitch? Oh, he had curveball, fastball. Is his control as good as yours? He had good control, yeah. <clears throat> now, about your other brothers, did any of them get to the big time? John, why well, he went to Philadelphia now. I told him to quit Connie Mack. Eddie Collins beat him out of jail for third base with Connie Mack. They didn't play much? The no, he didn't come in there and Eddie beat him out and he set up out to the coast someplace. And must be in the center there, I think, in the center. So from that on they were they fade away, you know how they ball players would fade away. So. Yeah. And then the others? And Frank, he was Joined the Union League when it started in Philadelphia. That's the the Federal League, maybe? No, the Union League. Started. What was it? There was the Third League come in that time. Hmm. So he got, he got room with it. I hate to put out, but uh -huh. that's quite a baseball family. <laughs> yeah. uh, how did you happen to be? Uh, Traded, or how'd you leave Cleveland? You went to Washington, 24, 25. Oh, I, slept, I slept a little bit over there. I think I only went that year. Only went 13, 13 ball games. Was your arm sore at all, or no. uh -uh. what happened? Well, I don't know. Just wanted to make a change. I get the, they got three balls from the players. So you remember? Yeah. So I figured they were getting a good trade. And then they went the pennant with you over there. Yeah. I went to come in and lose yeah, five. You had the best percentage in the league, yeah. I think, that year. Uh, you, did you get everything, did you just have a good year, or did everything come just, back, just, or what just, happened? Just had a good year. So, the next year, <clears throat> I started out, and the first thing was my arm dropped. I, it didn't hurt me or nothing. I go pitch about two or three innings, it still dropped. And the first, didn't know what the heck it was. Everybody thought, well, I'm done, see. So I went to a NASA bone set of reefs in Youngstown. Said, There's nothing the matter here, Arm. I said, by God, I said, I'll pitch one or two wins. I said, it'll fall down. I said, he said, I don't care. There's nothing the matter with your arm. So I went to old M. Cleveland, uh, let me go. <coughs> And I went to a, a dentist, my bad teeth, see? And he said, Kobe, he said, the one you know, he said, that poison's been in your system for, for a long time. And he said, work your teeth out. He said, you get your teeth out of there, your arm will come back. And I don't know, I just said, I quit and I didn't bother that, too. I didn't try. But that's what it was. That's all this moisture from your teeth. That bad. How was Bucky Harris as a manager? Oh, he was a nice manager. I like Bucky the manager. Why was this? Why was he so nice? I don't know. He's a likable fellow. 
or some manager years ago, and they get rocked and everything else, but I've never seen him get rocked, you know. He knew how somebody, to handle. Somebody pull a bad play or anything, some manager gets rough on him, see. And you get rough on him. And that's something they couldn't do with me. They couldn't call me down or anything because I couldn't stand it. And I didn't like anybody cursing. Uh-huh. Did anybody ever try to ball you out or? No, I never balled out. Well, you pitched, they didn't have much opportunity. I know when I joined Connie Manick, after the game would be over, he sat at the hotel, you know, and if he had something to say to you, he wouldn't tell it to him. He just didn't take a walk with him. Then he'd explain it like that. Huh. I never seen him call anybody on the bench. He'd always, after a game, he'd just take him and walk with him and explain to him and tell him. It's, it was a nice way of doing it, yeah. not in the crowd. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, when did you get married? In 22, wasn't it? 22. 22. I even forgot. <laughs> Shame on you. Well, uh, did you... Uh... He was married to my sister. Oh. And she passed away, and they had the two boys. Oh! And when were when were they married? Nineteen fifteen. Oh. Or nineteen fourteen. Nineteen fourteen. So when she passed away, I took care of the children. Oh, why? You, you know how much money I had when I got married? Eighty dollars. <laughs> You're out with uh, playing ball on the West Coast. Well, I, I wasn't out there yet. See. Yeah. I'm just joining them. See, I'll get mine 14. Uh. We got mine at 80 dollars. <laughs> I just said, "What am I going to get some money?" I just I wrote the port and right away. I said, "I need money." Got this shimmy. He sent a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> well, them days and these days are two different things. What was life like in the Pacific Coast League in the? Those years. I mean, uh, where you, the way you traveled, the way you, where you, the places you stayed, the kind of food you ate. What was life like? And oh, we traveled by like, bus or like, train. Or? I don't like train mostly. And the food was well. They give you all you want. Well, what you pay for a steak now, I bet one third. You get a steak for about fifty cents. <laughs> you get a good meal for less than a dollar. How about uh, the hotels you stayed in? They're well, pretty nice. They're a nice hotel, but we don't. That, that's something we never bother with because all that was paid with by the clubs. See, the means are paid by the clubs and everything. Now, when you were in Portland, you had to find. Did you stay in a rooming house there I with a couple of players? Couple well, of players. Apartment I had. Uh -huh. uh, apartment, yeah. uh, kind of a ballpark they have in Portland. Well, yeah, nice ballpark. I like your ballpark. Pretty good it's size. Good, good size. And good facilities yeah. there, you know. Mm -hmm. Then what did you do in the off season when you weren't playing ball? Come home and go to the mountains. Mountains. Fishing. 
That's where you got the materials. Where would you hunt? Mountains of water, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. What Williams? Oh, we had a camp there, didn't we? We had a camp. Who's we? Across the fourth year from New York. You have to have. Joe Woods, Elmer Smith, me, and Joe. Oh, I've interviewed Elmer Smith. I've talked to Elmer Smith over in Cleveland, yeah. Yeah, we had a camp with you. I guess Joe Woods still had use of that camp. You and Elmer Smith and Joe Wood had a camp there, is that right? Me and Joe, Elmer Smith, Ed Klepper, Joe Harris. Moon? <laughs> well, uh, you keep this year round? Or? Well, he can take care of it all. I haven't been up there for years. Who, uh, what Joe, are you? Joe. He got a summer home up there, see. Now, this is Shovelo? Where is this? Shovelo or? Shovelo Falls. Shovelo Falls. Huh. Now, where's that? That's in the mountain, Pennsylvania. Is that near Scranton? You know Blooming Grove Club is? Who? Blooming Grove Club. A, a, a millionaire's club from New York. That's probably the Poconos, I don't know. I'll have to look it up in a minute. Yeah. Kate, Kate Smith, Smith had lived out there, didn't she, Kate Smith, yeah. yeah. She lived above Shahola. Yeah. Between Shahola between Shahola and uh, our, our, our camp. She, she's living around. And you'd go up there uh, after the season then? After the season was over, before the season was over. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, we didn't have to have a rest. Keep in shape that way, huh? Huh? Did you have any problem keeping in shape? No. Where I lived, <clears throat> they warned them big that I wouldn't run over the mountains. I'd walk for them. All winter, I didn't care to eat the snow. I'd walk out about two, three miles. When I get out there, I jog all the way home. When I go spring train, I was in perfect shape all the time outside of the one. All I do is get my arm in shape. What was your playing weight about? Oh, 175. Well, just about 175. How long did it take you to get that arm in shape? Oh, it didn't take long. Do you think spring training is too long these days? <laughs> You're asking about minor might, baseball. Might be for a long time. <laughs> Well, I know I could get in shape in at least two weeks. Uh, at least two weeks. How long do they have? Uh, they have about a month or so, and the pitchers come a couple weeks before that. <laughs> to get ready. Uh, where were some of the spring training camps you went to? What were some of the places you went? New Orleans. New Orleans. Did you travel with him? Not all the time. It was the two boys going to school. Uh, when would you go with him? Well, <coughs> when he was close to home, close to Schmoker. Not that he didn't want me out, but Washington. I can't depend. Those children have to go to school. That's right. So I didn't. Now, if he was in Philadelphia, New York, then we'd go down. Washington, D.C., Cleveland, down. Do you like baseball? Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I liked to watch it. I used to fight with the guys in front of me. They used to say, why, he can't hit. What are they putting him up there? I said, what are you telling me that for? But they didn't know who I was. I don't get along. 
So one time I said, I bet he's going to hit. Not knowing no more than the man in the moon. <laughs> so luck he hit. So I gave that guy one push in the back. I said, what did you say about that guy? <laughs> so he says to me, you must have a bet on him. I says, I sure did. <laughs> Oh. See, we had our own seats, but he used to always like to go someplace else. Mm -hmm. I'd learn more, you know, here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did the boys like it? The, oh, yes, the boys liked it, yeah. How did you feel when he was pitching? Well, I tell you, sometimes I was nervous. You were more nervous than he was. Oh, he wasn't nervous at all. He's not nervous today, and I'm the nervous one. <laughs> what was the, you recall any particular big thrill you had watching him pitch? Anything stand out in your mind? I didn't go to um, when he won a World Series. You didn't go? Mm -mm. Oh dear. Mm -mm. I didn't been that nervous. That was a bad time of year to get away, probably, wasn't it? Sure. How did you feel about that World Series, winning all those games? Yeah. It didn't bother me. Uh, I, did, I, I guess as of myself, if you get me a few runs, I'll give him a battle. Uh, how did you happen to pitch so much? Who do we have? We had Bagby over there. Bagby and wasn't there anybody else? Males? Yeah, Males, Pickman from the yep, coast. Yeah, yeah. Pickman from the coast. What did the speaker say to you? Did, well, the second game, he says, I'm working you today. And I said, it looks like we're going to have two days rest and when you're right back the next time. Mm -hmm. Okay, I could pitch every day. It made no difference to me. Right? I don't know why it is, but I don't have to warm much. I bet I five, five or six, eight, ten balls, you might be warm. But I never cut loose of a ball. You know what I mean? I never forced, forced myself throwing them in there. Tell him about Un Unless I had to. Cole, tell him about the 19 innings you pitched one time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I pitched 19, 19 in New York one time. Up at the 8th inning, they had nine hits off me. And from the 9th innings to the 19th, I would think I allowed them three hits. Is that right? So you see the difference of pitching. Did you win? Yeah, I beat him two to one, I think. Did the other pitcher pitch the whole game? No. You did, though. It was a complete game. I pitched all 19. I was looking through the records. You've pitched about uh, a few hundred complete games. Uh, very few times ever taken out of there. I just don't know that. Uh -huh. I know when I started, I put your feet in because there was never many runs. You don't know. No occasions taking me out. I bet the games went pretty fast when you pitched. We pitched a, I pitched a game in St. Louis one time, and he said, we have to catch a, a train out in the stockyard someplace. And I bet the game was played less than an hour. Is that right? <laughs> a nine-inning game? or Nine-inning game, yeah. Less than an hour. But you take it that time, you take a picture, they all had control. I don't care who, who you and the game had control. Every every ball club had at least two good pitchers in it, and I had a couple of guys. How long did that 19 inning game take? Oh, I don't Probably know. Probably not more than two and a half hours or so. I don't know. How long that took. It'd take five hours to play that today. <laughs> <laughs>
Who was, uh, there must have been some hitter which gave you some trouble, though. Wasn't there anybody? You or, take these, these hitters that chokes out there. You give them more trouble than anybody. They're standing right on that plate, and you had to get that ball out Now you take Ruth, and then he, he stood a little farther away. Now you take Cobb. <coughs> I never had any trouble with Cobb. How'd you pitch him? Fastball. Yeah. Would it be inside? Because Cobb is a fella, he hit left field all the time. The longest field where he could beat him out, he was fast. He very soon pulled the ball. Well, he couldn't push this inside ball on that, that side. And he didn't go by. I'd strike him once or twice every time I'm pitching him there. And Ruth, all of them, they kept, kept it outside and kept it down low. He couldn't get a hold of it. Beautiful. How about Joe Jackson? Oh, he, he left the year while I got over there. He left even that year. Yeah, but you pitched against yeah, him. Yeah, I pitched. How was he to pitch against him? Well, all they do is keep... Well, I never, I never associated too much with other players. I've always done myself. Uh, didn't this bother your pitching? Your drinking, or you didn't, yeah. you didn't mix them, huh? I didn't. I didn't drink beer myself. I got drunk. <laughs> I got drunk. One, one time, I, my brother came over to Cleveland. Him and another fellow, and he was there two days, and I didn't pitch, and he said. Uh, when are you going to pitch? I said, well, I'll probably pitch tomorrow. I said, I'll take us out. So I pitched tomorrow. The next day, and I took him out. I took him across the river in Cleveland, across that river bridge down. Some police district down there. What's Moon, 25th Street? Moon, moonshine down there. Listen, I was got to drunk. I don't know why I'd be able to come to Euclid Island. I'd better knock down two or three safety zones. And nobody stopped me. I went in the Winton Hotel. They had the garage in the, on the bottom. I go in there and I had to take my car to the second story. I took it up there and come when I come out, I told my brother and I said, walk straight through. I said, somebody might see us. See? And I'm drunker than anyone. <laughs> see? So I go, go up in the room. I go up in the room. The next morning, I get up good and early. I got on the phone, I called the ball, ball club up, no one was out there, and I told him just exactly what happened. I told him everything. <coughs> so when I went out, the speaker came in, the whole meeting in the morning, he said, the phone calls up there, I said, that hell was <laughs> But I took care of myself. I wanted to go out and get a couple of drinks today, it didn't bother me. You look pretty but, good. But well, I never drunk before a ball game. You know what I mean. Yeah. <coughs> Did, uh, as long as you were all ready to go when you were pitching. I was ready, I was ready to pitch any time. Many a time I had a notion to go up in the bench right out of the box. Some pitchers in there getting out of the I don't know why I did, but I never, my arm was never so 
Well, it got tired, you know what I mean? I never saw it. That's why you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, quite a uh, quite a record then. When did you uh, first hear about being elected to the Hall of Fame? Mrs. O'Connor, you oh, asked her when okay, she came okay. in here. Yeah, Mrs. Haynes told us that too. Didn't you? Yeah, she was the one that. Uh, she gave a good account they, of that. Do your boys live here in town? Do your yeah, boys he, live here? He was here in Westerner. He he's been with Sears for twenty eight years taking care of our television down there. Tell me, uh, how'd you happen to re to locate here in South Bend? Well, they had a membership ball club here and, and they had a good um, you offered me a good salary and I come out here. An amateur club offered you a salary? Yeah, yeah. Well, a friend of the name of Bachelor Runner, it wasn't an amateur. He, he had a, well, a, he had a, a northern night ball club, no league or anything, just, just a barn sign I thought. So, when was this? Oh my. Oh, 28, Thank you. I guess. After just soon after as you. After I was through at Washington. Oh, I see. So you came here to play baseball? Yeah. I don't know if you want a glass. Oh, that's fine. Thank you so much. You want a shot, Pop? <laughs> yeah, you know I want a shot. <laughs> and you didn't bring him much. Shame on you. Yeah, well, uh, have you lived in Shemokin all these years? No, I come right out here in 28, 29. I mean, up until then, you, you went back to Shemokin every year? Oh yeah, up to that time, yeah. Your home was there yeah, until home you were 28 or 29 when you came here. Mm -hmm. I see. Uh, what'd you do then after you played ball here? Did you do anything else? Well, you? I, I, I had a filling station here. So I had a filling station here. Uh, these darn things. In depression, like, I couldn't even make it go. There's no gasoline to buy or anything else, and I had to get rid of that. So I was just laid around since that time. I didn't do nothing. Just Have you had this house since then? Huh? Have you always been in this house here? This house here? The same house, yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't Jess Haynes have a gas station? Yeah, yeah in a garage. I had a gas station. Jess Haynes had a Jess Haynes had one too. Well, that was in the pressure. Want some water? Maybe you want it. Sure, he wants it strong. <laughs> the rascal. Look. You want me to spoil it? No, you <laughs> ask her about that. Yeah, we wanted to ask you, you about uh, when you first heard of his election to the Hall of Fame and your reaction oh. to that. I went to that phone, and it was Ford Frick that called. He says, is Stanley home? I says, no, he's not. He's fishing. Well, he says, I may as well break the news to you. And he says to me, he says, um, I want to congratulate Kobe for being elected into the Hall of Fame. Well, I swear to heaven, I couldn't talk for the second or two. 
And when I did come to my senses, I said, well, I think it's about time. <laughs> so when I met the man <laughs> up at Cooperstown, he came over to the table. That was the first I met him, see. So he says to Kobe, he says, I bring you cause that woman a heart attack. I says, and how? So every time he sees me, he's kidding me, you know. But, oh, I'm telling you, after that, I'm really crying. <laughs> so he comes home from fishing, and I'm on pins and needles. When is he going to come home? So when he come home, I didn't tell him right away after a bit. And I said, you know what, Kobe? I had, we had a telephone call from Fort Frick. What for? Like that. I said, well, he wanted to be the first to congratulate you. You were elected to the Hall of Fame. Oh, I hate to tell you this. You ain't got that thing going, have you? I said, no, that's true. So pretty soon when the telephones start moving, oh, one after another, boys, old boys, you no more sat down till it started going again. <laughs> but honest, I couldn't believe it, neither could he. But I had to get it off my chest. Mm -hmm. So I made the, I told him up at Cooperstown, I says, remember, if he'd have been gone, I says, it would have been a waste of time to tell me that you won. Yeah. I says, I wouldn't have even came to get anything. <coughs> if they have to wait that long to put men in oh, with some of those rascals that are eating. I don't know why. But I know I have not a better record than the before I was. I had better record. I thought to myself it was but like politics. You could give so money and I'll get in. But then we say the younger ones are both songs. We had the older ones. Well, you've well, taken the older ball players, started you know, one, one money. Yeah, somebody that we were talking to. Yeah, some of the people don't even know anything about baseball before 1940. Somebody had sent him some old timer to get him in the Hall of Fame. Oh, you know, with all these facts, a whole job. And that's what it was for. Joe Wood should be in there? You know, Joe Wood should be in there? They were sending out trying to do whatever they do to get the mission. Because I didn't know they did that. They had a big doing here for Stan, and I wish you'd have seen the paper. Oh, it was a problem. He should be in? Every bit this way. Pretty short. I'd like to see him get in there. Well, I'm afraid that he hadn't been in the league long enough, yeah. see. Well, I don't know what that His arm went bad too I soon, I didn't it? I'd have loved to see him because he was a great pitcher. Yeah. yeah. For the time he was in. Or 40 games one year. 40 games. Did he have 40 game year? I don't know. I don't know how he's... I know that he's practically as good as Walter Johnson was. Yeah? I think he was. He was more wicked than Walter. Because you think Walter, Walter had nothing but a fastball. Walter didn't have a curveball. Yeah, nobody, football, you couldn't, couldn't see it, though. You couldn't hit it. And listen, you stood up there, Walter. You know it was going to come with that. Yeah, but you, you couldn't, couldn't see it, could you? Oh, you could see it, all right. But listen, 
You take one, or if he had a curveball or a, a, a change of pace with that, there's nobody ever beat him. I'm telling you, nobody. Now, Joe, he's wicked. He had a good curveball. He was pretty near as fast as Walter. So, and what happened to him? I don't know. He just hurt his arm, I think. Because he'd come to Cleveland after that, and uh, he played right field for him. Yeah. Quite a comeback. He, he tried to come back with his own over there, but he just goes so far and that's all. Once you tear a leg or two in your arm, so I'm going to come back. You say, don't send to a doctor. The doctor's in going to put new ligaments in there. <coughs> well, you've got a torn muscle, haven't you, or something? Oh, yeah, his muscle's down here someplace. Oh, no, I don't know. It's down in here. But, but that's after after baseball. Oh, I see. <laughs> How about uh, Walter Johnson as a teammate? Oh, he was the greatest man ever lived. All right. Everybody said the greatest man ever lived. Do you think? I know one time when I was a white man, he knew I liked to hunt and all that. Walter had a little farm someplace, eh? So he told me he said, "Coffee says." We're going to go out. Oh, no, he says, uh, I'm going out coon hunting tonight. He says, I won't be in in the morning. And I said, boy, he says, someday you're going to get caught with your pants down. He says, no, he says, I know where I'm pitching. So the next morning, <coughs> we're having a meeting. Bucky Harris looked over and said, you're working for it. <laughs> and he was out all night. You looked at me and started <laughs> I don't know what happened, <laughs> but I know he was surprised when he, he says, well, I don't want to go to pitch. <coughs> Bucky looked and said, you're working. <laughs> Maybe Bucky Harris knew about it. <laughs> no, I don't think. Well, he didn't know about it. He wouldn't have even worked. He, didn't, he probably didn't know nothing about it. Who else pitched on that Washington team? Those years. Well, it was uh, Zachary. Tom Zachary. And uh, oh, what's this other fellow's name? Marbury. Marbury. And uh, a left-hander. <coughs> yeah, a left-hander at that time. I mean, he only carried, I think, six pitchers at that time. Yeah, is that right? At 12 now or 10, a lot of teams. I think they spoil them. Yeah. I think they spoil them. Yeah, long relievers and, and short relievers. And then they go in there and three or four in the gun bind to get a, get a hit or a run on and they pull them out. I don't, I don't know why they put a strange pitcher in. I can't see it. What did, uh, when uh, you were playing, what about the strategy of having a right-handed hitter face a left-hand pitcher and when they change pitchers, moving them around, you know, is there anything to that? Uh, well, the right-handed hitters hit left-handers better no, than they I hit right-handed no, pitchers. I think left-handers. I love the I love the rotten hitter, but I love to hit again left-handers. <laughs> so that gives the story. A right-hander and kept the ball away from me, where a left-hander he threw a curve and come into me. Did you ever hit a home run? No. <laughs> I never. What was your lifetime batting average? <laughs> I tell you the truth, I never tried to get on, unless I had to. Why should I? One time I got on there, <clears throat> there were two out, I hit a double, and I moved on second base, 
First of all, pierce this fella, hits him in a, and puts him out. Now I'm walking, I'm out of wind running that far, and then I gotta walk to the bench and go out there and pitch. So I figured to myself, what the hell would you do? If I have to, I can In other words, I don't want to even get on there. Would you just not swing at good pitches to not get on base? Sometimes well, a good pitch or something. I hit sometimes. I should close my eyes and hit <laughs> Now, of course, they have uh, courtesy runners for pitchers, and they're designated hitters, too. So. Can you imagine just because they're warm and hot, they have a cart to drive them to pitch? Oh, yeah. They're... But aren't they cute little carts? I'd love to see the carts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'd like that some fun. I'm your time. There's a lot of difference in baseball. Too. I could just imagine how, yeah. how, much, how you would think about it with all these changes. I don't even want to. Once in a while, I want to. We talked in that You read the sporting news? I wish my husband could get up to one of those things. Well, that's declined, too. You don't have much baseball there. But I mean, your interest in baseball has. You can see the difference. It hasn't declined completely, though. That's right. I mean, some oh, older players just... Nice time. We're just getting yeah. older what Bob lived. I, <coughs> I only seen that's one ball game in Chicago, and that's the closest place I've got since somebody. And I got life, I've got lifetime passes to send them all. I've got passes. Lifetime passes now. I got, a, I got a pass and take a party with me. They should have put every guy that deserves why do I can take a party with Who is that from? This is Pine Hall. Hall of Fame. No, Cronin. No, Cronin. I think Joe Cronin sent So I guess they must invite him. But he sent him over here. We got it done. We have one goal. To go and get that. We take that way. We can take a party with him. No. I couldn't see it. Why should I go to Chicago? I go there and play a night game. What time am I going to get home? Three, four o'clock in the morning? Well, I can't see it. Yeah. You go to many football games here? Nice I never go to any football games. I, I watch them in there. Yeah, follow Notre Dame football. I go on the lake fishing. That's right. We go. As I say, I enjoy I fishing better than anything. Well, you went fishing today, didn't you? I didn't with him. No, I didn't. Your wife has still been. Not the kind of you. I just took the potato. Because the weather's bad and they're not biting and it's supposed to be. Did you, uh, when you had a day off when you were playing, back in your playing days, did you go fishing then, if you could? Well, if I close by somewhere, I'll get there. Uh, yeah. Playing golf? One time, they didn't, that, if they didn't win when he was pitching, there's usually talking to that guy. Just keep your mouth shut. A little louder. Keep your mouth shut. What was that again now? <laughs> Any time he didn't win, there was no use stopping to him. Is that right? He'd just say, be quiet, I can't say nothing. He's be thinking where the mistake was. Oh, I see. Those weren't very often, though. He didn't win. No, no. <laughs> I tell him, I come home. She knows that I lost the ball, guys. Don't you say nothing to me. That's true. <laughs> How was he when he won? <laughs> oh, he was different. You can see there was a light in the man. <laughs> One time, when uh, I don't know whether you won a game that time, Stan, when they brought those roses. 
in Washington. <laughs> yeah, some ladies. They like them. So again, the ball players, I was waiting for him, and the ball players were coming, and he just handed me that box. So they were saying, don't be a word he says, you better just keep an eye on him. And I knew that it didn't bother me because I'm not jealous. Oh, isn't that something? Oh, you have some nice days, some sad days. Oh. Did you take a picture of yeah. uh, Mr. Koroleski and I talking here? Sure. And we'd like to have one of you two together also. Oh, what a nice shirt he had. Shirt's yeah. nice. <laughs> well, he was working in the garage, so he didn't stop. Well, you notice we're in our I best bib and tucker, don't you? Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. You're not taking a picture. I'm in the garage more than monkey around. Ah. See, I got a little pond in the garage here. A little what? A little fish pond. I keep my minnows in all. Oh, I see. Good. And uh, how often do you go fishing? Every day. Every day. Is that right? In the winter, he fell in twice, I think. Oh, I didn't you? I get up in the morning, good and early, four o'clock in the morning, go out and look for minutes. Do you drive? Oh, yeah. yeah. I go out in the garage and dip out what I want, and I go. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. And worms, fish one, I got all the fish ones out there I want, nightcrawler. Did you uh, play any other sports, either in school or throughout no. your career, like no. basketball? You didn't or get much tennis school. Or? He didn't go to school very long. How much schooling did you have? I, I went to work in the breakers when I was 12 years old. And you worked so you the you went to school up to that yeah. time? Yeah. I, I went to work in the breakers when I was 12 years old. And you worked so the school? You went to school up to that yeah. time? Yeah. I put in kindergarten first year, and he put me in second grade, and the same year he put me back in first grade. It's too small. <laughs> I do have my glass here. That was your glass, right? Yeah. I kicked yeah. it over that boy almost. Did. <laughs> That's just, that would be you, wouldn't it? Yeah, all right. Did your brothers get any school, much schooling? Not much. You all had to go to work in the yeah, mines? Yeah. Sure, everybody had to work. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, them days. Was your family in the mining, too? My father was, was yes. Right and he died from my years as. Is that right? Uh-oh. Yeah. 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 He's a sick man. That, uh, what is that, uh, what do they call that, uh, inhaling that cold? Black lung. That's what they get money for yeah. now. Yeah, but, you know, I thought there's another way to begin with that. I don't know about that, but I know. Because actually, although my husband teaches in Ohio, we live in West Virginia. Oh, we live I across see. the river. Oh, so yeah. I mean, you know, you hear a lot about the black lung disease over there. Yeah. Well, it's a wonder I haven't got it. <coughs> yeah, but all the dust. I left the back of you too. I'm telling you, I have a handkerchief when you start to work seven o'clock in the morning at night. You have a handkerchief during the, and you couldn't see that far from that place. Did you make much money in baseball? Or oh, I guess money. Were you able to save was, much? Or was it well, you couldn't save too much, but you save some of it. Enough to, you, take, you take a dollar then, you're going to go up to about 25 cents today. 
You see some of the showers they get today. That's what he's asking. Because we were thinking about, you know, they've got what to these get planters get today. They're complaining about their pension plans. They're complaining about this. Well, that's what he always says. He says, I pray you don't get any pension money at all, from baseball. You get no pension from baseball. I don't think they do. His whole heart and soul is in the game.
I mean, you know. Well, I have that ball down here. It's just a little part of the hand. You can get under that ball. You got to walk away. Chances are you here. Well, I just know you don't want to get. It's going to be hitting the ground. Did you have a straight overhand delivery? I threw a side arm overhand. Would this be a confused hitters, not knowing which was coming? Or? If I was not whole, I'd come straight overhand because it's just like me shooting a shotgun. I could throw the right over that plate like that. <laughs> They always have the, uh, at Lake Park, I'm thinking now, they always have that screen in right field all the way over the scoreboard, or about halfway yeah, out. Yeah, I think that one thing here, the scoreboard. That one thing here always on there. Anybody ever hit the scoreboard you ever saw? I never seen nobody up in the road here. It's a long distance. Isn't it? Who would uh, be the best ball player you ever saw? Anybody stand out? No, they're all good ball players. Cobb stand out above Ruth there. They're all good ball players. Cobb. He would he'd probably be better outfielder than him. But Cobb is fast and all, and a good hitter, and that's an overcome the outfield. Did Cobb try to hurt people on his slides? I don't think he did, no. I don't think he'd hurt him. I seen him one time in Cleveland. He come home, and Steve O'Neill blocked him off, and he told Steve, he said, Steve, never stand in front of me again like that. He said, tonight I'm going to come on with my spikes high. The same game. He came in the same way and held it, and boy, hit spikes, hit <laughs> Steve in the chest, and see how the green get patched up and everything. <laughs> but listen, there weren't one word said between both of them. He told him, didn't he? Yeah. All he said, give me one part of the plate. That's all he wanted, one part of the plate. He could of course, the baseline belonged to the runner, and he was going to take the... But you think a lot of these catches, you know. You'd be like, here, you see, that's the fate, and yes, you cover the fate, you can get in there. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? <coughs> Not just me, I'd jump <laughs> both feet right in his chest myself. <laughs> they were good days. Yeah, and I think they all played for the love of the game. I, I mean, that's what seems to come through talking to the men. I wanted to ask you, what, what, what was life like being the wife of a great ball player? Well, is there any way you can? Any time he felt like going hunting, I never stood in his way. <laughs> that's true. Uh, never. And one thing he did say before he married me, he says, "You know, I chew." He said, don't, don't try to quit. Uh, don't, don't quit. Don't make me quit. That didn't last very long, though, did it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> he chewed. He didn't quit. I never tell him to. No. He just stayed He never home. stopped me from anything. Why should I stop him? <laughs> he said, you can go to dances. He's no dancer. 
friends. I used to go with my friends. Ain't that true, Colin? <coughs> well, you don't go to see Notre Dame football, though, huh? Or do you? I'd rather go fishing. That's true. That's true. I enjoy fishing. You watch on TV sometimes. Oh, no, I go out there and I don't I don't drive too much and drive out there and all that traffic and that traffic coming home and I better But he's I, been out I, at the game. I, I drive only at night. I don't drive at night. So. <laughs> I know I'm not the driver I used to be. That's true. When you get older, things go wrong. You're not as strong, I don't think. You see too much danger now with these colored people. It's just no fun. Mm -hmm. What was it like up in Cooperstown for the ceremonies there? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I was nervous. That was my first experience. He got up. He couldn't get started. Good God, me sitting there wondering. So somebody come along, pat him on the back, and he started going, but he forgot where the period was. When he started, he forgot to quit. That's a hard thing to do for you know. And he's no speech maker. No speech maker. What did you talk about? But most when you have stories that I'm giving you. <laughs> no, he told him right away, he says, you know, I'm no speaker. And he said, by being a minor too, you know, he told that. And some some people when we had our when we were out at the table eating, there was two or three women come and congratulated him. But there was others came. But these three women they must have had fathers that were minors. Mm -hmm. And I'm not kidding you. They even tried. They know what their father went through mm -hmm. because they heard him say. But one thing I was proud of, he didn't have no paper written. Stan usual got up. He had papers. And I thought, boy, that's big. <laughs> And that's true. Uh -huh. He read off the papers. Yeah. Oh. So have you gone back every year now? Every year so far we've been going. Isn't uh -huh. that wonderful? Do you get they, flown they up? They, like they fly you up, huh? What? Mm -hmm. They fly you up yes. to Utica or uh -huh. whatever. They, Utica. They have a car come and get you. Yeah. Last year, we up, my son and my wife driven up there, see? Well, after we all we come home with them, see? So we all through Pennsylvania, my home. Yeah, town, he and took them to the mountains. Oh, yeah. Isn't that wonderful? So I don't know if he's going home this year or not. So. Well, you don't know about this gas situation. Yeah. You know, you yeah. don't know from one day to another yeah. what you're going to hear. No, so he, then, he said, he even took me up in the mountains at our camps. <laughs> Sure, where he used to be with Joe Wood. No. You think Joe Wood would uh, mind being interviewed? Well, he might be, but oh, I don't the way see. I understand you got him in so long, see. So I, I hope he gets in there. See. I hope he gets. Yeah. 
But they say you've got to be in there so many years. I wonder if you, if I, what I meant, if I went up there with this tape recorder, do you think he'd object to? Oh, I don't being, think. Oh, he did it for Larry, for um, what's his name? Ritter. Yeah. Oh, is Ritter here? That's his yeah. picture there. He was here. Oh yeah. That's him. Is that right? He yeah. was. Yeah. Glory of their times. But I was at home at the time. Mm -hmm. And another thing, last year was the first time that Larry. So Coley, I guess he come over to Stan, he seen Stan, we shook hands with him, so Coley and him talked, but I'm, I'm with somebody else not paying any attention. So pretty soon this fella comes over and he says, can I sit down? I said, sure you can. It was a sofa. And he says, do you come here every year? I said, well, so far. And then he says uh, something about baseball. No. Oh, he says about the player. Well, I says I happen to be Mrs. Kovalevsky. And then he says, uh, I said, didn't you read about him? He says, no, I don't read the papers much about ball players. Oh, then I says, you don't know him. And he got scared for fear I'd open my big mouth and say something. <laughs> you know, how woman gets rattled. So he said, he come over and he says, you know who this is and this guy is sitting aside of me all the time. And he's nice looking, a friendly person. So I didn't do much talking. He was asking questions. So pretty soon Kobe comes over and he says, like, he's laughing like a rascal. I wonder what's, what's he laughing at? So he says, do you know who this guy is? I says, no, I don't know who he is. Not, I'm not smiling, you know. Only I felt, he that funny asking me that and then he don't read the papers. <laughs> so when he says, Larry Ritter, if that floor would have opened up, I'd have fell through. Oh, you don't know how I felt. <laughs> so, so I apologized to least so you don't have to. And I kissed him and oh my, he was, he's sure, you know him. No, never met him. Oh, he's a friendly guy. And he teaches at New York University. But he changed his address now, but he always wrote to us. So one time, See, I, I was working at the time, Kobe went down when he advertised that book, you know, Gloria their time. So I didn't go. So Kobe was down there and he walked all over, dying for you. Couldn't buy any. So when Larry, he told me, when Larry came over, he said, what kind of a place is this? I can buy Chewbacca. So Larry goes out and gets some <laughs> oh, he's a he's a grand guy. Yeah. Well, I've never met him. He wasn't there last year, year before. That's when it was. And he always writes to us Christmas. Mm -hmm. Always writes nice letters. Oh, yeah. And he's a nice-looking young man too. Yeah. A great, be nice-looking young man. <coughs> Tell me, uh, did you speak uh, Polish at home? No. 
sometimes to broken. Nobody understands what it is. But at home, at, at your home. home. Oh, we're broken, no, mostly in English. Do you speak Polish? Oh, I understand it. I can't speak it. I understand it all. Did your but parents I, speak I, it? I did too. Did your parents speak it at home? Oh, yeah, they spoke it. Yeah. No, I, I'm Polish. I couldn't, can't speak Polish. Uh, I understand, understand it, you know. Uh, and isn't it strange people go to college to know different kind of languages? Mm -hmm. yeah. well, do you speak Polish? Yeah, I can. Polish, Slavish. Yeah. See, my father and mother, they were Slavish, but there was no school in Shemokin Slavic school, so he sent us to the Polish school. So then, we I can speak it, but not as good as uh, the Slavish people speak it, but I can understand. But some words are pretty hard to understand. Because <laughs> I have a sister, and she's, she was married to a Slavish man. And that's the only one I have left now, because they all passed away. And she lives in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah, you have a pretty big family, too? She had <coughs> two boys and two girls. The one's in Artemis, the other one lives in Warren, Ohio. Uh, the nephew lives in Youngstown. He's the one that was sick, Ed. And the other boy lives around his mother's place. Was the... Uh, the Religion play a pretty big part in your life back at home. <coughs> Going to church all the did you go to church? Uh, oh yeah. Oh, oh parents were strict. Mine were anyway. I don't know about his. But I guess they had to go to church. Uh, it's not like it was I don't know. See the parents take over I, today. Yeah. I was wondering about playing baseball on Sunday in the church if there oh, was Oh, that's about the that. time they play. That's the only time we had off. That's true. Six days a week. Were you breaking the Sabbath, though? Huh? You violating the Sabbath no. by playing baseball yeah. on Sunday? Pennsylvania, the blue law. There wasn't no baseball, but they couldn't stop the kids from, you know. <coughs> you know, it's only not too long ago that Pennsylvania allowed baseball on Sundays. Yeah, was uh, you? Were there any other cities in the league you couldn't play on Sunday in your time? No. Just Philadelphia? No, in Lancaster, we, we played them all, I guess, outside of... I don't know. No, we never played Sundays. I never played Sundays. Because I know I used to go home. Saturday Saturday after the game, I'd go run home. Uh -huh. Then Monday morning, I'd go back to Lancaster. Uh -huh. Did you know Larry Lajoy? I met him, but I don't know. You were a little yeah. later than he was. How many did you get already? About 15. 15. Yeah, George Uly, Roger Peckinpah, Bill Wambi, and not Wambi. Wambi doesn't want to, I can't reach Wambi. Uh, Wambi, does he live in Cleveland? Yeah, lives in Lakewood. Yeah, in fact, he lives a few blocks from where I grew up. Right? Oh. In fact, I did interview Wambi once when I was in junior high school. Oh. But I didn't know what to ask him. 
Well, that's it. But uh, he's not well now, and his wife is ill. Yeah, I guess he can. Yeah. Albert Smith told me this. That, somebody told me what. I've been out in Cincinnati. I talked to Larry Kopf. Did you ever know him? He played in Cincinnati in 1919 in the World of Black Sox series. And a couple of other people who had very short careers in the big league, just a couple of years, and played minor league ball. And uh, who else? I don't know. I just know the ones that I go Mickey Vernon. He's a more recent player, you know, Mickey Vernon. His daughter was a student at Marietta, and so he's been there to see her, so I nailed him while he was there. I'm going to let that slip through my hands. Uh, and uh, so things like this. But I've. Uh, I have here. You didn't get Harry Hooper. It wasn't out from California. I'm I'm Sad trying to get a grant. A, see, he's paying for all this himself. Yeah, right I'm trying now. to get a grant from a group, kind of a group which gives money to people who <laughs> are doing <laughs> certain useful research projects to to travel around the country and see people like Harry Hooper. Yes. And uh, California, so many has so many of them, you know, yeah. old ball players, and Texas. In Florida, and uh, it takes a lot of money to do that. So I, yes, yes, I'm going to try to get some funds to do this. And, uh, Gee, that'd be great. But here is a book which has the address, the name and address of every living ball player today is in, the that country, right? in the country. I'd Oregon. like to get you's address. Who's you? you oh, I can give you that. Because you know we didn't hear from him this Christmas, and I says, I wonder where is he at. Here it is, right here. I think. Yeah. 29925 Wolf Road, Bay Village. But it's organized by year in which you broke in. Now you'll be in 1912 here because that was your. There you are. Mm -hmm. 10038 West Napier. <laughs> it's organized by the year in which they broke in. And, uh, Is there anybody else you'd like to know how they're. where they live now? I'd have to know their first year, but I oh. didn't have to. Yeah. You know this fellow, Canode? Canode? Kenneth Canode? No, I don't know. This is in South Bend. I don't know. He just had a very brief career. You know Ali Bama? Oh, yeah, Ali. Yeah. Yeah. He only How do you get him? I thought I'd go over and see him. Is that very hard to get to from here? No. Oh, I'd love to. Oh my, yeah. Oh, and it's, oh, isn't that nice? Now I've got one. Hey, what's Ollie Bama's address down here? Chestnut Street. Wait till I look at that telephone book. And George Uly is two nine. You get many kids wanting autographs. Oh yeah, I yes, bet you do. I don't, I don't think there's a day that I don't get one to the Is that right? Do they send pictures? They send you want them all kinds of pictures. Yeah. Do you have any pictures of yourself that you could spare, or do you have? Not, you give them all away? Not only a thing there. What's well, that? I think that girl. I don't think there's any around. Oh. She may have some. Probably giving them all away, haven't you? Mm -hmm. No, every time they ask, you ask for pictures. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, I've got the little Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, you got one? Oh, yeah, really? with his address. I mean, his autograph. Oh, yeah. I want to take a picture of this. This is mine. Now. You realize? Get an autograph. Did he? It's autograph. That's why I said this one's mine. Yeah, I'd like to have one of those.
how it started and all, but I wouldn't, I don't want to tell you, I wouldn't tell you nobody. No, never. No. But somebody wanted to know about Jackson, a story about Jackson. I said, why about him? I said, there are five others involved in it, so why don't put them all in? I pick on one. You don't want to tell a story? Huh? No, I don't want to tell a story. You're not the tape recorder. I don't want to tell what I think about them, I don't want to tell it. <laughs> uh -huh. That would be just about one, one man, too. Uh, if I turn it off, would you tell a story? Huh? If I turn it off, would you tell a story? Or? No, I don't. Mm -mm. Well, that's something history would like to know about. Mm -hmm. but, uh, I know. But you see, yes. Why blame him on, on just one man, Joe Jackson? Well, Jackson had a good series. He led the oh, both teams in hitting. So, uh, I always felt that Jackson was uh, kind of this farm boy who they just, the gamblers he, he, took he, advantage he, he, he of. Looked, he looked like a farm boy. Yeah, he's yeah. always action and everything else. Well, I couldn't, I can't see why they should pick him out and, mm -hmm. and the five or six others involved in the same thing. Would you, uh, would you object to Jackson getting in the Hall of Fame? He wasn't a league long enough, I think, I don't know. Yeah, I think his record's yeah. good enough, but, uh, but for the scandal, I think yeah, he'd be in. That's something I don't know. Yeah, I try to get a camera that I can photograph your photographs and make oh, copies that way. That's what I need. Because uh, you have so many. Are there a lot of his playing career there? No, the mostly that's the uh, whole thing. But that would be good. Oh, another great picture there. Gee, I found one. How was that? Oh, tremendous! I don't suppose that's a spare copy, is it? Why don't you take it and have a copy, and then you can send it back to them? Yeah, would you? You can do that. Would you mind if I do no. that? No! Yeah, he true. can take it and then send yeah. it back to us. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that's the very, that's the very... We have pictures here, we have pictures there. And I'm house cleaning, see, so I don't know where half of I could have is. a couple extra copies made of it, too. If you'd like to have a couple of spares to maybe to send away or give away or something. Well, listen, if you make pictures, and we're willing to pay you for it. No, no, no. No, no he doesn't make them himself. He has it done. No, but I, I wouldn't want you to do that. But I would... Uh, this is what I want to make. Yeah. I'm going to have this made up. I could, I could make just a few of them. I wouldn't be able to make them in large numbers like this no, man oh, made. It would just be three or four, perhaps, is all oh. I could do. If you have to have a made heavens, but, uh, that that runs into money. Yeah, but I would want to make. Uh, well, you can have that too. Yeah. Then I'd want to send one back here to get it autographed. So. Oh. Well, along with this one. I see. So that's <coughs> one about that size. One yeah. like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Did you want to keep for yourself? Yeah, yeah that's what he said. Why couldn't he take a picture and Kobe sign this now? Then you just send the one back to us. Well, it'd be a little hard to do. Oh, I'll, 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 uh, it'd work out okay. I've done this before. Oh. With some things I had in Roger Peckinpah. 
that I met copies and sent back, and he signed them and sent them back, you know. So. Oh, yeah. And he'll put in the, he'll have the cardboard and everything and the envelope yeah. and the yeah. postage there so that all you have to do is stick it in. Oh, yeah. Some young man had sent okay. us pictures here, Colby, like this. He yeah. sent, that was taken at Cooperstown, see? Mm -hmm. And the boy sent it to it. Yeah. I don't know how many he sent us. Was it three or four? Mm -hmm. but I, my man always hates to smile. That's all right. We have a that, son that he has a picture. He had one here, Stan usual. Oh my goodness! I was so angry when I see Isis. My God, man, can't you think of something funny? <laughs> we have a son. He never smiles. And when his graduation pictures came back, he said, which one do you like? And there was one with just a, just a faint hint of a smile. And, and I said, that's the one I like. <laughs> oh, you don't want that one, Mom. You don't want that one. So we have one. I mean, you know, he's frankly flowery. He doesn't realize what he does. I wish I had time to really read everything in him is what I'd like to do, you know. That's how much I enjoy going through these. But um, how was Bagby as a pitcher? You oh, he, was, he was a good pitcher. He had one or two good years, but was he? He, he good control, but he had a fadeaway, a good fadeaway. A fadeaway. Yeah. Well, so we call it a screwball, I guess. <laughs> but he had, he had a really a good one. It really didn't break like a curveball. Yeah. But he... Uh, I had no big envelope. I didn't. Well, he can put it in his briefcase, oh, I think. Oh, that's and, fine. I think. Well, I'll take it home and put it in the bottom of your suitcase then. That's great. I'll hang that up in my office. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's got a base. He has an office over at the college, and he's got baseball pictures in it. And then I got him a great big plastic baseball, and he's got that hanging down from the middle of the ceiling. Balloon. Like big balloon that looks like a baseball. So I, if I get out of this copy, then... How about another no, 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 really. Gotta, no, we've got to go. No, we've got to go. Really, we have to. Because we don't want to wear you out. Not you. I'm not asking you. No, you've had your quota for today. How about a little picture of you two sitting yeah. together on the couch? Oh, and looking my through goodness. the scrapbook, how'd that be? I look like a skinned off rabbit with my hair straight back. I don't care what I look like. Did you, you want me to tell you what I heard? Yeah. yeah. And here, give you the... It's all right. It'll yeah, be broken. Yeah, then he'll send you a copy of it. Don't get it too close because I got a big nose. Here, look through the scrapbook. Fine. Because you sent pictures to the Haynes's and that, didn't you? Yep. The pictures we took of them. And sicking and so then, forth and so on. Then they won't see your face. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want them to. <laughs> Smile, pal. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I broke the glass. <laughs> oh. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Again, almost another other side here. I'm gonna have to get going. Yeah. We're uh. Now I really hope you enjoyed that interview. Please visit Stan's page at thisdayinbaseball.com slash Stan Kovalinski for more information on him and all the different events that he's had in his, throughout his baseball career. 
And you can check out the show notes, uh, links to all different types of things, including his page, 1969, 1920 World Series, 1925 World Series, and you might be able to catch some stuff that you missed. And if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show and give us any feedback directly at tdinbb at gmail.com. And the number one way you can help me is by sharing the show. You can share it on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever social media is your favorite. Uh, go ahead and share us on that. Tell a friend. Send it in an email. Whatever way you can do to help us uh, share the show and get this content out there because uh, people just love these these voices of the past and especially with no baseball being played right now. Uh, they're just really enjoying getting caught up in baseball history and we have a lot of content out there and we also have a lot of content on our YouTube channel. Uh, I have over 600 videos and this week, matter of fact, I put up the entire not the entire, but most of the 1973 playoffs, seven World Series games, five NLCS games, uh, several games with the Mets chasing uh, the pennant down the stretch. Uh, Nolan Ryan's, when he struck out his record 383rd guy with Dick Enberg on the call, it was just a, it was an amazing uh, game to listen to. So we got lots of great stuff. You can check us out on This Day in Baseball. Uh, that's our username on YouTube. And that's all I got for today. I hope you enjoyed the show. My name is Tom Hannon. This is The Daily Rewind. And we hope to see you at the ballpark real soon. Be careful out there, guys. Peace.